Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Kip Harridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. We've been away for a few days. I uh, hope you're uh, back here with us today. We always appreciate you listening. I always appreciate your feedback. Thank you very much for that. And we came back to a house on fire again today. New all-time highs. Gets a little old saying it, right? But you know what? If you're bullish, this is what you want to hear. New all-time highs in the NASDAQ. New all-time highs today, S&P 500. New all-time highs today in the Dow Jones Transports. Uh, the hits keep on coming. Got a lot of cross-currents to talk about, though, too. Seen some very, I mean, I, I'll say bizarre because I don't recall this happening in my career. I'm sure it has at some point. Seen some interesting uh, readings from the internals, as we've been reporting to you here for the last couple of weeks, as well as the, the VIX, or the fear index, which is up 26% in the last two weeks, even as the market keeps uh, skyrocketing higher. But uh, let's start with the markets first. Again, new all-time highs today. S&P 500 up 1.5%, up a big 54 points at 35.80. NASDAQ all-time highs up just under 1%, up a big 116 points, breaking 12,000, closing at 12,056. And again, Dow Jones, not quite there. Getting close, up a big 454 points today, puts it at about 500 points away from an all-time high at 29,100 today is where it closed. And finally, the Russell 2000, positive, just happened to be happened to be a little bit of a laggard today, still up 9 cents of 1% at 1592. The Russell 2000, small caps, they've been the hardest hit. Again, we're still talking about trying to get back above the highs from August of 2018. So there's some work to go there. Small caps have been hit because of coronavirus. We know that story. Uh, of course, there's so many small businesses just going by the wayside as the strong and the big get stronger and bigger. That is the theme of this coronavirus bull market. It's the CV bull market. Uh, we had the dot-com bull market. I remember it well from the uh, the late uh, 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 90s and uh, into 2000. And uh, this is... Uh, it has echoes of that. We're not there yet, though. We're not to Crazyville yet, but this is the CV bull market because coronavirus launched everything, didn't it? Coronavirus has launched $11 trillion in QE and fiscal stimulus. That's globally. Actually, that number is probably low. We're using that as an official stat right now with all the leverage they're using. Uh, across these different structures they have in place. I mean, who knows what the actual number is. 11 trillion, we think, is pretty close as far as combined QE and global fiscal stimulus. So monetary and fiscal stimulus. Again, when you have all of these economic policy programs uh, that that Trump and and other global governments uh, have launched that have ensured that people that are out of work continue to get a paycheck, uh, whether it's the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, which allowed uh, employees to be furloughed but still paid, or it's been the uh, extended disaster unemployment insurance, which has been fantastic for many uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs, as well as individuals that were laid off by their jobs. And then, you know, for, uh, almost no one today still talks about the power of these mortgage forbearance programs, uh, where uh, many homeowners are living, you know, mortgage free, making no payments for up to a year. And then, of course, renters. Again, today that was passed by the uh, Trump administration uh, with, uh, with uh, guidance from the CDC saying that no one can be evicted from their home for not paying rent until the end of the year. Uh, and you just have to pretty much say, I'm going to take advantage of it, and you qualify. Again, this is so much different than what we've seen in the past, so much different from what we saw during the Great Recession 
where almost nobody could get a mortgage reworked. I mean, you had to have perfect credit to do it. And uh, that's why so many millions of homeowners lost their homes. And it's just not happening now. So instead of the coronavirus really causing economic uh, fatalities for individuals, we're not seeing that, right? We're seeing a lot of, in a lot of cases, people are, are becoming better off financially than they were before. If nothing else, it's giving people breathing room. So the book will be written about this. I doubt we'll be the ones to write it. But when we look back on this, I think it's not going to be much of a mystery why the stock market screamed higher, right? The consumer, just based on money in hand, is very strong right now. And they are buying. They're buying aggressively. We're seeing it in all the data. We're seeing the manufacturing data. And, uh, and, it's, uh, and, it's, and it's making its way throughout the system. So, again, this move does not look like it wants to slow down. But we are seeing some interesting things here we wanted to talk about. One final point I'll make about the broad economy, and uh, Tyler and I started making this case about just over a week ago, is that we evidence now looks to be proving that this is a, the birth of a new U.S. economic expansion. Now, here's why that matters. If this is, and it appears to be, coming out of the shortest recession ever, coming out of the shortest bear market ever, uh, the coronavirus insanity took place real quick in about uh, five weeks' time, and then it was over with. Uh, but uh, uh, new economic expansions last, on average, eight years. And the, during that eight-year period, on average, the S&P 500 gains 250%. So you're seeing a lot of the, the quants, a lot of the analytics and the data that say, okay, just keep buying. Just keep buying. Because the public is still pretty much out of this market. They're coming back in. We're seeing in the sentiment surveys. We know that forever that the institutions, uh, the so-called smart money, has been underinvested. They're playing catch-up. So you've got a lot of money, again, a global liquidity, chasing fewer and fewer equities and driving really these key you know, mega caps higher. And now what's happening is it's a rising tide lifts all boats. Right? This is when the market begins to really rotate and you get to see strength begin to broaden. That's the broadening process we've been talking about here. It's very real, and it is happening. One thing we'll note, though, and this is something that you know a lot of people are shaking their head at, including us, is that the internals have been mixed to weak for a couple of weeks. Now, they're a little bit better today. But even as the market's been melting up, the internals have been mixed to negative for two weeks. Also, and this is probably this is the one that probably has most people scratching their head, is that in the last two weeks, the VIX, or the fear index, is now up 26% in two weeks. Again, as the market melts up. Now, this is not how that relationship is supposed to work. As the market goes higher, volatility and fear is supposed to drop. So we're not seeing that. It's got a lot of people curious. There's a lot of, there are a lot of folks, serious money, that are buying protection. And that's what you see represented in the VIX that's uh, going higher. It was up another 2% today, by the way. Again, in the face of this move higher, it really is It's uh, kind of a stunning to see this. But uh, in addition to people buying protection uh, for a possible correction or you know uh, a one-day uh, uh, drop on bad news, I mean, we are due for something like that. So you have a lot of folks buying protection, using the VIX to do that. And the other thing is seasonality because we're now in the month of September. Bad things tend to happen in the markets in September and October. October's crash month. 
So you get a lot of folks that are saying, look, I, I, wanna, I don't want to sell my positions, but I want insurance. I want to hedge against something really bad happening. And again, that's why the VIX, in our opinion, in our view, is up 26% in the last two weeks. Uh, but uh, uh, what else today? Let's take a look at the internals again. They were better today. Not great, but they were better. You, know, you would think with the NASDAQ up 1% and the uh, Russell two, and the Dow Jones and S&P 500 up over 1.5% that we'd see blowout numbers. We just didn't, but they're solid today. Uh, on NYSE, we had almost 2 to 1 advanced decline, and we did have better than 2 to 1 uh, up-down volume on NYSE. NASDAQ, quite a bit slimmer, uh, about 1.6 to 1 up-down uh, advanced decline. And, uh, well, frankly, only, only modestly higher and positive up-down volume. But the real kicker, and this is starting to broaden now, uh, it got a little weak on this last week. We're starting to see a resurgence in new 52-week highs to lows. And, and just check out today. Today we had a combination of NYSE and NASDAQ. We had 426 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 61 hitting new 52-week lows. That is a very good ratio and uh, usually pretends of, of more gains to come. Uh, in our sector watch today, we had a, a 10 of 11 S&P 500 sectors close higher on the day, yet led by utilities of all things, up 3%. Again, interest rates uh, got to, uh, dropped again today. The 10-year now is down to 0.65% after jumping back to 0.7%. But utilities like the lower rates up 3% today. Materials up 2.2%. Real estate, again, loving low rates, up 2.2%. And communication services also up 2% on the day. Uh, in our commodity watch today, let's see, we have gold today was down $30 an ounce. Dollar was up a bit here. Uh, and again, it's kind of a risk-off trade with gold. Uh, when the market's going up, everybody's feeling pretty good about things. Doesn't feel like you really have to own gold on that particular day. Uh, but we think, again, this is more of a very short-term, kind of a structural thing here. We're still very bullish on this group. Gold today ending down $30 an ounce at $19.48 an ounce. Silver also down sharply, down 1%, excuse me, down one ounce today. It's about a 3% loss today, uh, closing at $27.60 an ounce. And oil today at $41.56, also down, down $1.20 a barrel. And finally, the day, Bitcoin trading at 11363 That's a drop of $636 a Bitcoin today. Folks, as always, thank you for joining us. Please join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.